front, and it's showtime from downtown Winnipeg. Moxley's pass, a shot, they score! Shankly Cutter scores! What a stop by Hellebach! Nikolai Ehlers on the faceoff! Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Well, training camp hasn't even started, and we already have a important episode. Well, they're all important, but an important episode of Ground Control to do, so much so that this is going to be a little bit more of a mini-episode. Uh, you have myself, Mitchell Clinton, and Paul Edmonds from 680 CJOB sitting right across the room from me here at the downtown office. But, Paul, we were both at Iceplex a little bit earlier today, being Friday, as the Winnipeg Jets had an announcement that the leadership group is undergoing a little bit of a restructuring. And the exact quote uh, from that press release from Rick Bonus is, it's the determination of the coaching staff that we will enter the 2022-23 season without a specific captain, but rather a group of assistants still to be determined. It's our goal to expand the leadership base within our hockey team. We have high expectations for our court players, and we want to provide them with the opportunity to step into those greater leadership roles as a group. Now, obviously, that means that Blake Wheeler, who's worn the captain's C since August of 2016 and around his 30th birthday, will enter this season not as the captain. And even still, Rick Bonus was a little bit quiet on who is actually going to wear A's and all that. Now, he may have that decision made, but he wasn't ready to announce it on Friday. So I'm just curious. You see this come into your inbox. What pops into your mind first? Oh, there's a lot that went into this today, and I've thought about this since... I saw the statement from the PR staff. It was a tweet first that I saw. And then the press conference, and then subsequently here we are now to kind of go through all of this and and unpack what we heard. I don't know how many professions where, outside of pro sports, where you could find, and let's call it it what it is, it's a demotion. I mean you've taken the captaincy away from your captain who's still here. It's not like you traded your captain like Andrew Ladd and you were forced Mm -hmm. to find another one. You have relinquished your captaincy off of the guy that had it for the last six years. And to stand up and talk about that, there's a certain strength that I don't know that a lot of us would be able to pull that off with. I thought that Blake handled that with aplomb today. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for him. And it wasn't easy for the organization to come to this determination as well. But I think encapsulating where the organization is with this is, Blake has always been one of the guys here. He's always been a go-to guy. Mm -hmm. Even before 2016 and the captaincy was bestowed on him. Blake was a guy that would talk honestly about how the team was playing, about his play, what they needed to do. He was a go-to guy in the room. He was certainly that as the captain. And I don't see that changing. It might only be the frequency of how often he talks now to the Mm -hmm. media or makes himself available. But he is still going to be a guy that will give you his thoughts. And his thoughts are usually very profound and thought-provoking on what's going on with the team. That, for me, doesn't change. But Rick Bonus today, in addressing the media first, said changes just don't start with a coaching change. And so 
it's a fresh start for the entire organization with a coaching change, with a leadership group that we don't know what that makeup is going to be like. And I think there's a lot of open-ended questions still that need answers that I guess we're going to get forthcoming in the coming days, weeks, maybe months as the season starts to unroll. But I was impressed with Blake and the way he handled this today because I'm certainly thinking, Mitchell, it couldn't have been easy. No, for sure. And, you know, for him to, to stand up there. And, and one of the words that I think kind of kept coming out was was gratitude. You know, he said there was a point in his career that maybe he needed the validation of wearing the letter to to feel like he was doing the right things or t- that he had made it in his career. He said he doesn't necessarily need that anymore. Now, would he be happy to, to wear an A this year? I'm sure he would. Um, but at the same time, I think taking the perspective of gratitude of being a captain in the National Hockey League for six years and let's not forget a finals for the Mark Messier Leadership Award the year that the Winnipeg Jets went to the Western Conference Final a guy that you know clearly off the ice is involved in a number of things in the community as well a lot of that and like you said you know what he does and how he plays and he said this himself if you know if you think I'm just going to go like into the background as a player you know and not be a leader on this team you're sorely mistaken I agree with you that like none of that is going to change for him. He's going to go out there. He's going to play uh, the exact same game that that he did. And you know, obviously, last year injuries kind of kept him off the ice. You're almost so used to seeing him play 82 games a year. You know, hopefully, you you, you knock on wood that he's going to be able to have that opportunity this year uh, to play for the Winnipeg Jets in every single game. And I just don't think that we're going to see much of a change in the way that Blake Wheeler plays stylistically or how he goes about his business in preparing to be his very best every single night. Like you said, the only difference might be, and he kind of joked about this in, in the press conference, that, you know, you guys may just not talk to me as much. So, And Rick Bonus kind of echoed that too. He said, you know, when things maybe aren't going the way that we want as a team, we want to be able to have a group of guys that, you know, it doesn't always have to be Blake. It can be someone else so it'll it'll, I'll be curious to see what kind of some of those names are but Rick Bonus did touch on the the process of how they got to it but before we get to that it looks like you have a thought well I just also wanted to say this because we're going to kind of sprinkle in some clips here about yeah what we thought kind of resonated uh, important uh, sort of statements that came from this into our podcast today but You know, Blake also was asked the question about the captaincy being a burden. Mm -hmm. And he paused for a second, and then he said yes. And that, again, came back to me on the perspective of this Canadian market, answering questions, expectations. You know, a, a small market team that has essentially the entire province watching it all the time, the microscope. And the, the fine focus that, that you come underneath that microscope in a market like this. And I wonder if Blake feels like some of this, after all of this rawness is dissipated and evaporated, if he feels that there is an opportunity for him to breathe again and just have something lifted off of him. Sure, would he have liked to continue to be the captain of the Winnipeg Jets for his seventh and eighth year because he has two years left on his deal? including this year, of course. But I wonder if this now just allows him to go and play hockey. Again, he is a mentor to a lot of guys in that room. He talked about that as well. And he also mentioned the fact that he has now 
given some of the younger players or the intermediaries that were younger five or six years ago the ability to lead now. And I think that there might be a bit of a transition there. And he's helped with that. There's no question about it. Now, I know that Rick was talking about trying to get this group to have more of an ownership and more people involved in in the leadership of this team. And that's where he's coming from. So it will be interesting to see what they do when it comes to no captain this year. We know that for sure, Mitchell. So is it going to be three assistants, four assistants? Does Blake Wheeler wear an A? These are all questions that, well, we're going to ask and we will get answers to, as I mentioned in my previous answer, in the coming days, weeks, and months. Well, let's uh, hear from both of them. First, we'll hear from Rick Bonus on how this decision all kind of came to be. And then to follow up on what uh, Paul Edmonds talked about, the, that burden question, he was asked about that a little bit further. Uh, so we'll hear from Blake Wheeler on that. So first Rick Bonus, then Blake Wheeler. You had to give the – we have a new coaching staff, completely new staff. You had to give us time to talk to the players, get to know the players. Um, but changes don't just stop with the coaching change. Uh, we're going to change. We're going to change the way we play. We want to be a much more aggressive team. So the coaching has changed. Uh, the style of play. We're going to initiate a more of an aggressive, pressure-oriented system and be a t- harder team to play against. And and now is is with a new staff. It's it's a good time to take a look at the, the changing the leadership of the room as well. So um, it took some time, but. Again, in fairness, we got a whole new staff. We, we don't know the players. I can tell you this, that, and I've said this before, I was very encouraged uh, all summer talking to the players. Like this is a much, much tighter group um, in the perception of the room. Um, uh, and, and so that was very encouraging for me. Uh, also, you could tell their tone and their wording that they wanted to accept more responsibility. They're, they're all very disappointed what went on last year, but th- that's behind us. So now we have changes, um, and that just included the way we were going to go about the leadership of the team. There's nothing in my life I've taken more pride in than, than that, um, outside of you know being a husband and, and being a father. Every day since I was named captain, you know, that's what's gotten me out of bed. You know, how do I, how can I be a better, you know, teammate? How can I be a better leader? How can I be a better player on the ice for this city and for this team and this organization? Um, so, yeah, at a certain point, you know, that uh, that can wear thin on you. But um, I, I, I'm just, I'm incredibly grateful that, you know, I've, I've had this opportunity. That's how I feel. Shop where the players shop. Jets Gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets Gear locations or shop online at TrueNorthShop.com. One other thing that Blake Wheeler kind of addressed a little bit, well, he was asked about it first, otherwise I don't know if he would have addressed it completely, but he was asked about, you know, early in the offseason, there was uh, some reporting that was out there about, you know, whether he was working with the team on facilitating a trade. So it was interesting to kind of hear him talk about that, I thought. Yeah, he was quite honest about that. And maybe that's the best part of that is that you didn't feel like there was any fluff being thrown at you. No, there was there was conversations. And he said, 
the follow-up to that was, are you still seeking to get out? And, and basically he said no. Mm-hmm. He's motivated to be on this team right now. That's behind him. He wants to have a good year. Look, Blake Wheeler comes off two 91-point seasons, his two best seasons as, as an NHLer and his two best as a NHL Jet. In saying that, when you look at this being his 12th season in Winnipeg, his best days have been as a Winnipeg Jet. He knows that. And even going back last year, and you talked about the injuries, 65 games, not close, injuries and COVID, not close to the 82 that he usually plays. Boy, he had 60 points. You know, he was just about a point-per-game guy. Now, 17 goals, he'd love to hit 20 again. He'd love to be a point-per-game guy. Even the year before that, in the Canadian division, the Scotia North, if you will, uh, that's what we called it, not mm-hmm. a lot of people of did. Course. 46 points in 50 games. So again, not that far off that point-per-game pace. He is still going to be a guy that is going to be looked upon in the top six and he's probably going to play with Shifley or he's going to play with Dubois. One of those two guys on the right wing side. And he's going to get power play minutes because Blake is one of the best passers in the National Hockey League. And you need that on one of your two power play units. There is a big role still for Blake Wheeler, even though he turned 36 last month. I mean, he's getting on for sure. But I looked at him today and he's in marvelous shape. The one question I would have liked to have asked, and maybe we'll get to this, Mitchell, is if he changed anything this year in his his off-season training regimen, or if he's changed anything in the last two years because he's gotten a little bit older. I mean, you get to mid-30s, maybe you have to change something. It's diet. Maybe it's more cycling. Maybe it's more time in the pool. I don't know. But he just looks like he's in great shape. And I think he's going to be inspired to kind of put that season last year behind them. And Rick Bonus talked a lot about that. The fresh start again, the genesis, the let's not talk about last year anymore, it's over. Let's talk about this year and the starting point that is. And this was a big announcement today, and we'll see how all of this envelops the Winnipeg Jets and how they move forward after this day today. Well, and it's a motivated group. I mean, I thought one of the other things that really stood out about what what Rick Bonus said is there's a perception of how close the room is from the outside, and then in talking to the players and seeing them, I think he's he's learned that it this is a way tighter group than what maybe is perceived on the outside. And Wheeler kind of touched on that a little bit too, just the fact that you know they're having their their uh, captain skates or pre-training camp skates together, and there's 14, 15, 16. If you've been down to Iceplex, you've seen it's almost a full full squad out there. Um, and you can just tell, you can just feel, he says, on that ice, that is a motivated group uh, going into the 2022-23 season. I just have two more thoughts here. One of them is Rick Bonus and his history. You know, he's had pretty good captains in the last couple of organizations that he's been in. Jamie Benn recently in Dallas and Steven Stamkos in Tampa. So I wonder if he's kind of looking for some qualities in somebody in that room that exemplify those types of qualities that those players had. And I think that it's a fait accompli that we're not going to see a captain with the Winnipeg Jets this year. Other teams have done it. Like the New York Rangers just announced a captain in its former Winnipeg Jet, Jacob Truba. But they didn't have a captain for a long time. The Ottawa Senators, same thing. The list goes on with a number of teams that didn't have a captain for quite a while. So I'm interested to see how that unfolds here as well and and whether there's some some characteristics of some of those guys going into how Rick Bonus looks at 
at the captaincy of a guy that he wants. And and whether a guy like Adam Lowry gets an opportunity to wear an A now, along with Mark Shifley, along with Josh Morrissey. And as I mentioned, is it going to be three or four assistants and, and how that all plays out as well. And I do believe that there is some sense of optimism with this group here, that they're looking for that fresh start but they feel that there's enough pieces here that they can be competitive. And the one thing that I'll say about that is this. You've got now Blake Wheeler is motivated because he wants to have a good year. Mark Scheifele is motivated. Pierre-Luc Dubois, we talked about in a previous podcast, he's got contract situations forthcoming. So you put all of these guys that have these personal motivations in the same room, and if the personal motivations can inspire those players to play better, that's going to be best for the collective of the team. If those guys have good years, Mitchell, the team will have good years. And maybe we're talking about a team that gets back to the playoffs after missing last year in several months from now. That'll do it for this episode, this quick episode of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, the Young Stars Classic is going on. You can watch those games at winnipegjets.com. Also, training camp about to get underway single game tickets are on sale fan fest is on september 24th so much good stuff coming uh with the winnipeg jets we'll give the final word uh to blake wheeler talking about just how motivated of a group you could watch at iceplex uh, during training camp the preseason and the regular season we'll talk to you soon i think everyone's uh um you know, looking forward to it and, and don't, we don't really know what to expect. You know, that's, you have a new coaching staff and there's some new, you know, there's going to be some changes to how we play and some, you know, learning in, in training camp. But um, the vibe on our team is, I think we got a group of guys with a chip on their shoulder and um, you can see kind of a, a fire in our room right now. So it's, it's been, I mean, we've even made a couple of comments today from guys that haven't been here, just, you know, how, you know, the week before camp, it's typically just kind of go out there and play shinny hockey. But, you know, there seems to be some motivation in our group this year. So it's, it's going to be an exciting camp to be a part of. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com. Proceed with caution.